The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. What a night, what a night. We had Yorma on. Wow, that was amazing. And now we have Nikki Richards, who I also met up with again at that Rich Pagano event out in New York City. She's amazing. Uh, every time there's a big musical event, I'll usually run into Nikki because she's such a phenomenal singer that she always gets asked to come and perform. Nikki Richards is a talented American singer, songwriter, producer, and actress based in Manhattan. She's making it work in Manhattan. Her musical journey has been remarkable, and she's known for her work as a backing singer for several renowned artists. Uh, yeah, that includes people like Madonna, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Mick Jagger, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, Gloria Stefan, Celine Dion, and many more. We've done stuff together. Anyway, she's here with us now. She also teaches singing. She had her, uh, yeah, she won Star Search at one point, too. Anyway, Nikki. <laughs> I think you did. Ugh, you won the grand prize, right? Anyway, Nikki Richards, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. How's it going? It's going great. Hi. So good to see you. Great to see so you too. To What's up? To so in the in New York, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you got to tell me. But in New York, I asked you about Zen nicotine pouches because I was uh, I sometimes like you were like, oh yeah, I teach singing and. You were telling me about the warm-up stuff that you do and how you keep your voice fit. And I said, hmm, what about Zen nicotine pouches for a voice? Because sometimes I would feel it burning in my throat and you'd be like, yeah, I don't mess with any of that. And I felt like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't be messing with that either. And so I since have quit that. I did start drinking a little bit of coffee here and there. I don't think I'm going to get into as big of a habit as I did before. So it hasn't been a total win in terms of how does it I was feel covering. on you, though? I feel great. I was, I'll, I'll tell you what, I just got sick of maca green tea. And I was like, you know what? I'm not so sure one cup of cold brew iced coffee is really that bad or that different. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to like dive back into the nicotine thing, but talk to me a little bit about teaching people how to sing and and what that work is like for you and how you've developed your own voice in that regard oh man it's it's no <laughs> what i mean by that is uh all i'm doing is i i love music you know here i am still crazy after all these years and i just get to sit around and talk to people about it share what i know about it uh, you know, the, the trial and error over all these years, it's its fabulous. I get to just geek out every single day that I do it uh, with, with folks who, who, who want to know the tips and tricks that I've picked up along the way. And, and, and I, I love it. I love it. I love seeing, um, and I work with all kinds of folks with, with this. Uh, young artists just starting out, uh, artists that have been around the block and have done it, you know, just every walk of life, folks who are who are serious and, and ha you know, are coming to me because they've got a tour that they're going on, you know, ah, you know, what do I do? Calm down. Here's here's what I can tell you about my road experience and how to take care of myself. And, and, and the thing about it, though, is that everybody's body your body is your instrument. Everybody's body is different. So what works for me may not work for you. But I, I have a, you know, a generalized sense of here are the things that to try or to think about, and then you can apply it to your own 
life. So, the, so the common sense thing is, if something is 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 burning when you when you do it, you know, of course your body is saying no to the zen, you know, but it's not saying no to a, a cup of coffee. Do you know what I yeah. mean? That's okay. You you right. have to you have to check in, you know, checking in. Check in. It's funny nicotine though because it's like it's it's been a couple weeks now that well maybe a little over a week and i still like like oh yeah i want one of those it's like weird that addictive thing will crop up for a while and vocally speaking i don't tend to have any issues i gotta find some wood to knock on real quick there's my fender (laughs) bass i'll knock on that there you go um but i do sometimes like if i sing really hard i'll i'll hear one of my eardrums feels like it's ripped up or something you know what i mean like it'll one of my ears will like do this weird like distorted speaker thing inside does that ever happen to you well i can't tell you how many years i toured on the road and every single day in front of these massive speakers and it takes a toll on 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 your on your ears i mean you sing and you play guitar and and you're not a shrinking violet my dear you you play with power you know uh i don't know i will say especially when i come off the road um for a while the tinnitus thing happens where all of a sudden i'll just hear a you know a tone i think it's all connected i think it's all um it has to do with overstimulation and you know we i call it abuse you know if you 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 do anything too hard you're gonna feel it you know how much do you think vocalizing is connected to your spiritual life do you and 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 why (laughs) dude yeah i mean look at what we're asking ourselves to do we we're as as performers we're we're saying and this is what you better be saying and if you're not saying this you might want to think about if this is the thing you really want to do. We're saying, here I am. I'm I'm sitting here in my own juices, in with my artistry. I have something to say, something to express, musically, artistically for you. All kinds of ways that we express our art, right? But specifically as as singers, we, we we're saying, I'm going to share this thing that I'm doing. I'm going to spill my my heart and my blood and my guts and and this idea and and on my breath and and share it with you uh and in the hopes that you receive it and then if i'm lucky there's an energy exchange that i get something back you know what i mean so it's very brave what we're, we're expected to do to 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 stand center stage or right here on on, on this mic right and and say I'm going for it, um, especially when it's singing because it is tied into your body. Of course, of course. And I always think uh, the singing experience is mind, body, and spirit. And you can think of spirit any way you want to, higher power, you can think of it as just your stage presence, your charisma, your swagger, you know? that those three things have to be aligned and go together. If any one of those things is out of kilter, the table's going to fall over. So of course it's tied in. Has to be. And how do you keep those three things aligned for yourself? When I when, when I when I think of like the 
the bravery, say, of expressing ourselves. It's true. It is brave. But at the same time, to not do it means you're sort of letting entropy take over. You have to sort of keep... Well, like Bob Dylan says, you're either busy being born or you're busy dying. And I feel like when you're sharing your gift, whatever that is, you're busy being born. And there is no neutral. You can't just lay back in the cut and be on neutral in life. Like You are either forging ahead or you are letting entropy swallow you whole don't you think absolutely absolutely and i'm i'm constantly choosing sometimes i ask myself why like we all do but of course you know and and when i am doing i realize i am really living you know i think uh if for for those of us who get kind of caught up in the oh my gosh you know i'm nervous about you know a performance or doing something or you know you get we get our feelings come up and they're all over the place what i i like to remember what i like to remind myself and remind anybody that's going through this is that we get all twisted up a little bit because we care because we want to do a mm -hmm. good job because we want to we want to share you know we want this connection and 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 we worry oh my goodness you know is, are, is somebody gonna like what I'm singing or somebody, you know, we get all caught up in it. And it's it's just because the connection is so strong that we want it, we, we're trying to take care of it. And if we struggle with it, that's totally natural and totally normal. And, and, and also it lets you know that you're not dead. You're not busy dying, you know. If you could trade all your feelings in for peace, would you make that trade? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's too hard a question, really. That's not a hard. Question. Never feel again. That would be and an just instant. Have peace? Yes, for peace. Yes, that's an easy. For, well, one what kind me. of peace? What kind of peace? Just, just my own peace, or, peace, or a macro, mine. You know, peace. Feel, I'm just saying, yeah, peace. It'd be nice, you know. Or John Lennon said, "I'd give you everything I got for a little peace of mind." I don't think he was peace kidding. Is, peace is a beautiful thing. I, I I have an attachment to this human experience and, and having feelings. I do have an attachment there. And maybe that maybe that that's saying I'm not as evolved as I should be. I don't know. But I do I like the idea of of that there in, in my life that there is a range. Do I want peace? Yes. Yes. I, 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 I don't know if it, I don't know if I don't know how to do the either or thing on that and I'm usually pretty easily polarized that's that's a hard how often do you feel like you're at peace every day at, at some point <laughs> every, day. every day nice at least at least at least some point every day and you know it's like being in the zone in music you want to extend those those periods as long as you can you know uh i i do live here on the planet in new york city so Sometimes it gets intruded on, you know. Um, it's not always easy to be be peaceful, which is why I also have to work on it, and, and that's okay too. I can I get there, I can get there, and I can. Stay How there. is living in New York City and the sort of musical community evolving recently? Is it does it seem like live music is coming back? Are you getting a lot of calls again, or is it is it a struggle? Have you you like? also do teaching gigs and stuff like that i mean how how are you finding doing sessions and and just sort of getting by with uh 
being a, a you know a well-renowned singer in New York City? I feel very blessed, very fortunate, very lucky that I, I'm still a music soldier out here. I'm still doing it. In other words, the industry, all aspects of the industry have changed so much. Um, there are there are scenes that don't exist anymore, you know, and that and there are, are scenes that ha have morphed that have that have changed. Um, I'm still sessioning. I'm still I'm still doing most of the things that I have always done all this time, uh, to different to varying degrees, you know. Um, today I, I'm do I'm live streaming a podcast. You know what 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 a beautiful thing. That's that's not something that would have happened you know a while ago things are things are things are shifting um uh I, I there's a chance i might sing you a song today that's from a a new project i'm about to put out in in, in hopefully next month or the month after um there's i don't know i know it's i know it's changed a lot and for my own sanity i try to just stay in my lane and enjoy the stuff that's percolating around me, you know. And the project you're going to put out, and of course you're going to sing us a song. I hope you will. I hope you will <laughs> right at the other side of the break that we're about to take. But like, tell me about this project you're working on. Is this like uh, a, a solo album of original music or what's going on? How are you doing it? funny it's i think as is is musicians we I, I don't know i i always feel like i just don't have a choice i <laughs> i I'm, i wake up in the morning and i i think to myself man i'm so glad to be here and look at what i get to do and i just keep doing it and and i don't feel any limits in my music especially nowadays I can I can make the music I want to make. I can explore all the genres and styles that I want to, uh, and I like to think that I'm bringing something juicy to it because people are still listening. So uh, I'm excited to share. <laughs> well, what song what song are you going to do for us? What's it called? The song is called New Orleans. New Orleans. So and is uh, it? based on experience of being i i lived in new orleans for a little bit i loved it yeah. i lived on decatur and esplanade for a little while making records and getting into all kinds of scandalous situations but it I was fun i'm glad i survived it did you spend a lot of time there or what my father was from new orleans so i have family mm. there uh, my relationship with new orleans is i always say it's complicated uh because um Ooh, here we go. So yeah, so uh, I don't know. I guess I hear people, their experience with New Orleans is, you know, there's so many different sides to, to this place, right? That there's the, the French Quarter and Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest. And, you know, they're, they're, we, we, there are things that you know about it. There are the characters uh, that you, you run into in, in, in this place. Um, it has so many different sides of it. So when I was a kid growing up and, and being there, staying with my grandparents, some of my cousins, you know, uh, and they lived in Algiers, which was across the river. Um, mm -hmm. It's a whole different thing. My, my, that part of my family, um, 
there was there was struggle, you know, when I was a kid there. And uh, growing up, I saw so many other sides of it. There was the garden district that was so beautiful and the, mm -hmm. the antebellum houses and, and just so, so many things, you know. Um, also, uh, without getting too deep into my dad's story, he, he, he grew up there and then overcame so much to kind of, in a way, get out and uh, in, in the military and, and gave you know, my immediate family, this beautiful life and all of these opportunities I got. Um, so when I go back there, it's, I, I always feel a step behind because I, I don't live there. So there's a lot I'm disconnected from. Um, uh, and yet it's also in, in a lot of ways, my birthright. Um, mm. So I belong to it and it belongs to me. And yet, um, I don't know. There's, 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 there's a bumpy connection. That yeah, I you're still a there. stranger in a strange land. But New Orleans just does that to people, I think, who even live there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is a weird place. I mean, in the best way, it is spiritually awkward. There is like <laughs> a dark side yeah. to it that's palpable. I can never yes. say that word. I think I almost said it right, right then. But it, <laughs> you can feel the darkness that's legit there and and a lot of times it's the good level of darkness it's like an exciting sort of sexy darkness and then sometimes it's like a straight up like crooked darkness walking down the street that you're not That's happy right. to see and i'm not talking about a person or anything i'm just talking about an energy you know That's it's right. it's a That's strange right. strange place and there's I mean, I lived right over this bar called Checkpoint Charlie's, and at like Tuesday at 4 a.m., suddenly out of nowhere, the a blues band would start playing, dun, 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 you know, like doing a set, like like you could hear it through the floor, and you'd go down, and there'd be like three people in the bar, you know, it'd be like, what are you guys doing? And they would do that would happen all the time, and it's like almost like India in that so much weird stuff is happening. It's a psychedelic experience because it keeps like barraging your consciousness with like, this is weird that this is happening right now. Like mm -hmm. it's dreamlike is what I would yeah. say. There's a quite, there's a duality. Certainly. Uh, my dear friend, Ivan Neville has a project out right now. And one of the songs on it is called the greatest place on earth. <laughs> He's mm -hmm. talking about new Orleans. I, I was like, Okay, maybe. It's it's a great place. It's a tricky mm -hmm. place. It's it, there's beauty there. There's like you said. There's darkness there. There's light there. There's uh, yeah, yeah. I don't get there enough. My my cousins are yelling at me. <laughs> so I met a guy there down in that same bar that, that that I was talking about named Jim E. Hendricks, and he showed me his license. It said, <laughs> but it was Jim E. Hendricks, e. like. Like, his parents or was it chosen by him or was this his parents saying <laughs> I don't who knows I didn't I don't know I don't remember going that far with him in terms of f figuring it out but that's a, that kind of strange place anyway let me take a quick break right after these words we're gonna hear Nikki sing New Orleans we'll be right back TNT's Jeremy now he was saying to me how he has found himself trying to unlearn and relearn a lot of what he thought he knew thanks to the COVID era. 
And that's precisely echoing what I've been saying. And I su- mm. suppose millions of people have been saying that. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah, the Second World War was obviously a major societal event, and in global event, etc. You know, and you know, this, in a way, what we've been through for the last four years seems to be is you have to go back to the Second World War to find something similar for people of our generation, um, and, and, or people in the West, at least. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's News Talk TNT Radio should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody, and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. TNTradio.live. Online. Online. Online streaming. Be a part of the conversation. I stream it all at work and I stream it to my phone and listen to it wherever I go. TNT. And we're back with Nikki Richards. She's going to sing a song for us called New Orleans. Take it away, Nikki. Okay. It's the first time doing it. Here we go. Nice. <laughs>
Beautiful. <laughs> Strung out in New Orleans, washed yeah. up by the bayou, and by then the, the whole part about the river as well. The river does seem to inspire a, a great deal in New Orleans, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That, that was the, you know, the threshold when I was a kid. It's like, get on that ferry and you go across to this whole other world, this whole other existence, whole other way of people being in, in the world. You know, no fig trees on Bourbon Street, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so there's a dark undertone to this whole song. Like, I guess you were dealing and you've been alluding to it ever since we started talking tonight, that there's like a lot of struggle going on in life and people that you know and, and stuff like that. How much is pain, um, is, is music becoming some sort of healing mechanism for uh, not only your own turmoil, but maybe the turmoil of the people in your life? Absolutely. For, for me, I'm on this intense journey uh, thinking about how zooming out how families in general can heal the generational stuff you know so certainly that in other words sins of the fathers or the sins of the sons this stuff that that, that I had nothing to do with you know as, as far as um, you know, I like chocolate ice cream, maybe because a great grandmother, you know, liked a particular kind of sugar. I don't know that, that these things get handed down to us. And certainly um, uh, when we see the darker stuff coming down through our families, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I run screaming to music, you know. I'm, I'm working now on uh, getting myself good support on, so that I can be, um, so I can stay light filled and be a good influence and be a rock, you know. When you say working on getting good support, are you talking about emotional support or financial support or what, what are, you, are you talking about therapy or what? I'm doing all of the, certainly therapy, you know, I'm, I'm checking out Al-Anon. <laughs> I'm checking out all kinds of things now. Uh, learning about all these organizations that are about recovery so that I can be, you know, be steeled for, for anything that's, that's around me, you know. Uh, you just I'm have to have boundaries. This... You just have to have yeah. real strong boundaries. It's like... I, I have dealt with a lot of different sort of toxic relationships in my past, and I'm at the level now where I don't think anything was anybody else's fault but my own. And it's a very empowering place to be at. I didn't always think that way. And I used to, I went no contact with lots of different people in my life, including family members, um, which I've since gone back into contact with but that was after i grew a lot and got strong enough to where i wasn't this uh codependent that was um sort of vulnerable to all of their uh, to all of anyone else's nonsense you know i was very susceptible to it all because but that was all coming from my own sickness basically like a lot of times with the whole narcissistic personality disorder codependent dynamic that's on youtube and 
popularized nowadays there's always the whole the narcs are bad and the codependents are these soft innocent people that are just being taken advantage of because of their good nature and they can't possibly understand how evil some people really are but the truth is that codependents are as sick if they're susceptible to it as the so-called narcs or whatever in the situation if you get to a place where you're sort of like a fully autonomous being and empowered within yourself and not sort of seeking any sort of supplemental emotional support from any other human then you can deal with anybody but you have to then be looking just to god to be your source if god is your source then you you can go into the deep end and and you'll just naturally have authentic boundaries yeah i'm i'm very interested in how uh chemicals in our brain work now <laughs> you know meaning um like uh, i i talk to you and i enjoy talking to you because i love your 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 mind and how you think it's it, to me it's a rumpus room it's a it's a it's a wonderland right and the connection i have with you is absolutely a dopamine hit i i speak to you and we talk about art and we talk about whatever we talk about on a gig and i walk away feeling good feeling better like that was a great interaction a great connection oh that's a good thing that happens that's 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 a great place to get to 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 get a feel good moment from and what i am learning is that um there are places that other places that we go for for quick fixes of those kinds of hits that may not be healthy for us and we all do this right we we all have mm -hmm. some version of this and so i'm i'm just beginning to learn all of this stuff right now so um I'm working on uh, switching out uh, how I get where I get my hits from. You know what I mean? Um, and I think uh, if I can just be responsible for just cleaning it up in myself, then you know the people that I love who struggle with with things. You know, I don't know. I don't know the. I know I, what I'm trying to learn is, you're right, I have to just make sure I'm focused on, on what's going on with me, keep my boundaries, and, and love from right where I am. That's the best I can figure out today. I still have a lot to learn here. Well, practicing presence and just like practice, like, you know, and staying out of being identifying with thought and, and uh, practicing presence and sort of getting that power source from presence itself or consciousness or that connection with God. But it's also like you get to the level where you're sort of observing your thought life and you know you're not your thoughts. So if your thoughts yeah. are guiding you to take that cheap dopamine hit, you like that's like the that's the devil basically running your life that's principalities running our battle is with principalities not with flesh and blood. So when you get just to the place where you're only seeking the father all the time i mean it sounds super hyper religious that's the problem with it <laughs> like it just sounds so <laughs> religious sounding but it's really just pragmatic because yeah. 
any other source you're going to get that from is going to let you down. And unfortunately, there are human beings that are geared in to look for those that are weaker, that will look for dopamine hits with them in their toxic sort of trauma bonds. And they will take advantage of certain people and rip them apart and play weird games. And if you're looking for those cheap dopamine hits with those type of people, you will get you will get a game run on you and it will blow up in your face and you will need to go to Al-Anon and all that kind of stuff and you will need to recover. But you can you can override all that like matrix style. So it's like, and so it's, so it doesn't sound so hyper religious of like seek the father. That's it. it. It's also look at it like the matrix. It's like Neo breaking the matrix where the, the, all the bullets go almost to him and then just fall <laughs> on the floor. That's what happens with us. If we seek the father or if we seek right. presence, you know what I mean? That's Rather right. than looking for it elsewhere. Yes that's 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 what i'm that's right where i am that's what i'm working on right now making sure that that's, that's how are you working on that uh getting real about about uh like you said if 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 if, if i've been you know attached to 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 the thoughts you know it, at some point you I needed I needed help to 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 ask different questions and to to look at things a different way. I I think there is a way that I thought I was doing everything okay, you know, and I've got this perfectionism thinking and there is a way that I I I had to look at things from a different angle to see yeah, that thing that you think you're being nice and maybe that's enabling or you think, you know, there are all these things I've I've learned, and and it, and it's it's like light bulbs going off all the time. I I, I feel like a kid a lot lately. Like I'm just what learning led things you to that discovery? Why do you time. think this is happening to you now at this stage? Like what what led to ready. this? Because I'm ready. Yeah. Because I'm ready. Because I I'm, um. It, it's time, and I think I I really do believe that every single generation, um people break the generational curses not all of them <laughs> some still keep going but but certain certainly some get get broken and right the buck stops here on, on some of these things here for me in in, in my life in my family. so you're dealing with that right now generational mm -hmm. curses and you're writing about it in sure. your music and sure it's like I'm shining the light and speaking up about it soul you're shining light and speaking yeah. I, I am I am like unsilencing. <laughs> I oh, am I speaking. I, I am the one saying let's talk about the truth. Let's let's just deal with, with the truth. Yeah, but that tends to lead to a dark night of the soul because most people, especially if if, if the truth you want to talk about is hopefully with the people. hopefully it will hopefully it will for some people, sure. If that's what it takes that's okay well dark night of the soul isn't bad though nikki it's it's good i mean it's like that's when the ego breaks down that's when like you break down because your false self is breaking down so it's so it i've been there a couple horrific. of times <laughs> okay. i've been there a couple of times i feel like I'm, I'm i'm wobbling out and i'm like okay i get it right 
All right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after these words on TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last November, you may remember that uh, U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe was playing in her last game ever. And just a few minutes into the game, she went down with a non-contact injury. After the game, she claimed that her injury was proof that there is no God. I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed up. Um, so, yeah, it just... It's just f***ed up because... Appearing last week on a podcast called Pablo Tori Finds Out, she mocked Christians who didn't get the joke that she was telling. Somebody needs to check on the Christians. They're not okay. They also <laughs> missed the whole joke, but okay. Well, that's the thing is that... I'm like, you guys missed it? Don't act like, A, you're surprised by me like, making this joke about right. what happened or, you know, finding a dig. I'm like, yeah, I want to find a funny, like, dig. I don't know. Yes. Is it, who's it at? God, myself, wait, religion, wait, the world? I don't know. The I'm like, dig was funny. at yourself, too, because <laughs> yeah. it was. I don't think people appreciated this because everyone was deeply triggered. Um <laughs> religiously and otherwise. I say goodbye and good riddance to the woman who, for years, mocked our national anthem and now has mocked God. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TNT. I'm Sandra, this is Jorge, and we were adopted in 2019. I remember when they first came to us, Michael was already a teenager. The whole cliche of, they're so lucky to have you guys, and it's no. the other way around. They have changed our family for the better. They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose us. Family. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio TNT. And we're back with Nikki Richards. Like, as I said before, I always see Nikki at these big events in New York City whenever I'm lucky enough to get invited to one. She apparently is always invited to them because uh, she's telling me about new ones coming up that she's in rehearsals for. Talk about that. What's this one? Love Rocks. Is that what you said? Love Rocks NYC. Uh, it's this, this is the eighth year we're doing it. This huge extravaganza of a, of a show at the Beacon Theater uh, put on by an organization called God's Love We Deliver. And uh, they feed folks who are homebound or not mobile, who can't can't get out and, and feed themselves. It's a beautiful organization run by beautiful people with these huge hearts. Um, this year, I wanted to come up with the, the list. This year, it's going to be interesting. We've got the Black Keys, Hosier, Nile Rodgers, Tom Morello, Joss Stone, Marcus King, Blues, woo, Don Felder from the Eagles. That's going to be fun. Trombone Shorty. Larkin Poe, Emily King, Allison Russell, Lucius, Luke Spiller, Betty Levette, Quinn Sullivan, and Bernie Williams. And I get to sing with all of them. <laughs> it's a hoot. So it's the, the Black like Keys. 20, 30 songs deep. I went well, to the same high school as. I went to the same high school as the Black Keys, and I've been uh, talking to Patrick Carney a lot lately, sending him my new music from that my new album, and he's been giving me good feedback. And uh, he's a musicologist. He keeps sending me all kinds of different tracks to listen to and philosophies about music. It's it's 
pretty awesome. He's from Akron, Ohio, like me. So he's on that event. That's insane. That's yeah. going to be incredible. It's going to be it's going to be a hoot. And then there's another one that's coming up um, uh, with an organization called Justice Aid, uh, and we're doing a thing at, at City Winery, which is oh my gosh, another long list of great artists. Uh, Grammy winner Nicole Zoraitis, Lisa Fisher, uh, Ryan Shaw. Um, I'm not even remembering. I would have to look it up, but it's another extravaganza. Do you know Scott Sherrard, guitarist? I know the he's name. Beyond that, he's he another another great musicians. It's just going to be a, a, a fest of juiciness and love. So, what, got, why do you think the way. same characters keep showing up at these sort of things? There seems to be like this sort of inner circle of New York City section. Cats, musicians, singers. So. Yeah, yeah well, I always see the same cast of characters. What do you think it is? And how how did you get yourself into that position? Ah, uh, uh, certainly there was a, a heyday where um, a musician could make a living <laughs> uh, here in New York City, doing sessions, doing jingles. Doing, you know, there was there was certainly a stretch of time where where, where this, there was a whole other thing happen happening. It's it's not the, the scene has definitely changed. It's still there to an extent, but it's de very different. And the requirements for getting your name on these short lists uh, that the, the, these producers and that these agents would, would call um, is that you had to be really great at your craft. Um, I would say there is a way when you walked into a session that everyone there, they were brilliant, they were funny. They added to the, the vibe of, of the room. But then when it's mm -hmm. time to get the thing, the, the session done, we know time is money. They get on the mic and bam, you know, they used to they call deliver. us one take Charlie's, you know. Um, and yeah, and I, I was a Navy brat <laughs> who developed an extra limb for, for music and I, my little geeky self got you know got in there some kind of way and um yeah it's been a beautiful ride you're geeky i don't think of you as geeky totally you don't geeky. Oh i see God. the geek in you right now though i have to admit <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good thing it's cute so it's good geeky. but i never thought of you as geeky until right now i am a walking encyclopedia with, for, for, for oh music. yeah oh yeah i mean it's yeah you know, people say that, but yeah. Yeah. So out of all these like massive acts that you've toured with, did you go on long tours with anybody? Did you go on the road with Madonna for a long time or like, uh, here's the years. thing. Like sometimes when you, for how long? 14 years with Madonna. Holy o moly. Over a like, decade cause... with Mariah Carey, with Whitney Houston, with. Yeah, okay, look, we got to talk a little bit about this because <laughs> here's what they say like when you go on tour local radio DJs and you go to the morning radio show, they go, You got any wacky roads? <laughs> you got any wacky road stories, road Nikki? Story. Like, okay, you know, now like, see, but I mean, I don't yeah. like you, you, you know, it's like a terrible <laughs> question, and they also got any wacky road stories, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Got any wacky road stories? Uh, look, I'm, like I said, I'm a soldier, I'm still out here working and don't plan to stop. 
anytime soon. I'm going to stay on these short lists because I keep my mouth shut and I do my job. I think, uh, you know, the, to, to, you know, all the NDAs I've signed. No, baby. <laughs> I'm not trying to get no today. wacky road stories. <laughs> a couple, a couple. I, I could tell a few. Mm. Well, I mean, anyone that you could tell that won't get you off the short list, go, feel free. Or exactly. else, if, or else, like, what what is inspire? Like, any artist that's particularly inspiring that surprised you on oh the road, work ethic wise, or anything you learned that they, they wouldn't think of as like uh, you disparaging them by saying it, but right. but the reverse of that. I'm trying to think, I should have thought of this beforehand, huh? Nah, yeah, no, everything should be know. off the cuff. I, 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 you're good at this. I don't know. I, there are so, I, I, I think the, the, there's a question I get asked all the time, and, and it's a terrible question. It's like asking somebody, well, what's your favorite song, you know, or who's your favorite artist? I get asked, what was your favorite gig to work on? And for me, that's really hard, you know. Also, as a professional, I'm just trying to go into every gig with my best self and, and, and enjoying. And also when you're studying a, a, an artist's music, especially the artists that I've been working with who have these timeless careers, there's something in there that you're gonna, there's there's something to love that you, you don't, you don't mm -hmm. become timeless without having something that is, you know, that's heart grabbing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't like to answer that question super specifically, but I will say, I, I talk about this a lot too, that it, I call it the trickle-down theory, that if the artist uh, is fabulous and kind, then every aspect of that trickles down from it on, on this gig, on this tour, is beautiful. And, or, or even if it's just a one-off show, you know. So my favorite artists are the ones that are, are timeless, that have great trickle-down, and this, the musicians that work in that band, they're not going anywhere. So it's hard to get into these gigs. So it's usually these artists I work with because it's one of these big events or, uh, you know, and I, and I get to, to be a house band and work with them for, you know, a week. Uh, so uh, timeless artists like James Taylor, you'll ask anybody in the industry, they're going to they're gonna say, this is a human being that, is extraordinary. Tina Turner was one of these human beings that was extraordinary as a human being, one of the hardest working people I have ever met. Um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a handful of, of them. Um, my Tina Turner story is, uh, we were working hard and I'm trying to keep up with her because she was, <laughs> and she just looks at me, she goes, Nikki, <laughs> you know. Admonishes me for not getting a step right or not singing a part right, but it's just having somebody having Tina Turner say your name, Nikki. You know, fantastic. Did you ever work with Prince at all, or did you ever get to meet Prince? Are you really gonna ask me that? Um, my ex-husband was in the band, so really, that's all I'll say about that. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, there are other stories too. Um, I was an artist on Atlantic Records a long time ago, and uh, some 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 dealings there with that. But yeah, no, <laughs> cut 
get out. You keep your tight lip, Nikki. <laughs> your tight lip over Ask me here. something it's easy. Un- <laughs> it's unbelievable. My husband was in the band. Okay. Do See, I, tell. I'm not supposed to be talking about that. <laughs> I met Prince a few times. I want. I rented his tour bus. Actually, uh, I toured. I did. No, I honestly rented Prince's tour bus for weeks. Uh, like I actually had it rented for a month when I was on Virgin Records, and it was a. And the reason why we could rent it was because I was a solo artist doing the the loop station stuff, and I just brought out one sound guy. And I was on Virgin Records, so there was like they were kind of rolling out the carpet for me, and we were getting a tour bus, and they were like, "Hey, you want Prince's tour bus?" And I was like, uh, "Yes," and it had a, a queen size bed in the back or something like that. It, it had a shower, and also you could, it had a fully functional toilet, which a lot of tour buses do not. <laughs> right. By the way. But Prince did not. Let me put it to you this way: Prince did not need to pull over to a rest area <laughs> ever. He had it like but that. I will oh. say this: this happened. I then we went through Minneapolis, and the tour wasn't done yet. We still had it for another week or so, and Prince wanted it back, and so he <laughs> he took it back. And we were left without a bus. I swear to God, this is true. Oh, and then the, another Prince story. I have two other Prince <laughs> stories. One other one was I was in New York and I went to like this diner on 23rd Street and 6th or something to use the bathroom. And I walked into the bathroom and um, there was a big guy like in front of it. And I like tried to go around him and he sort of stepped in front of me and said, uh uh-uh. uh. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. And I swear to God, walked Prince. <laughs> like, yep. And that same thing happened to me with Stevie Wonder at another That's rest right. stop. I met Stevie Wonder. Same thing coming out of the bathroom. And the last Prince story I'll say was our friends at City Winery, where uh, he uh, played on a Sunday night at like 3 a.m. And Shlomo kept calling me up and saying, I think he's going to play t- Tonight. I went there Saturday night and waited. He never played. And we were all doing this. And then he set up and played Sunday night. And uh, you weren't allowed to film anything. And he did like a full-on Madison Square Gardens type concert. And while I was filming it, and the bouncer came up to me and said, and just said, you got it. Give me your camera. I was like, no. And he kicked me out. And I like, it was almost done anyway. But Or I thought it was almost done. And so I got kicked out because I was filming. And then, but I used, I played City Winery, so I knew where the side entrance was. So I literally just walked <laughs> right, around the around corner, the walked right into the side entrance backstage and met Larry Graham, who was his bass player. And I said, hey, dude, this is amazing. And then I went right back out to the, <laughs> to the venue and just watched the rest of the show. It was awesome. Oh, I miss, <laughs> he's, he's someone I, you know, you miss, you miss yeah him being on the planet his influence his, yeah you know absolutely i'm so influenced by him by his music well that's why we have to stay strong and, and work through these demons that we were talking about before you know it's that's like right. it's really important that's why we have to like you know when you when you say stuff like seek the father you can roll the eyes but it's important because if we follow the the thoughts and the turmoil of our minds and also the get susceptible to the turmoil of others or like you're saying generational curses 
that stuff has the power to take you out and it's not the people <laughs> it's the demons working through the people and that's the way you forgive them as well there are so many musicians that i came up with that are not here uh, you know mentors and musicians that came up with that are not here because because of exactly what you said so those of us who are who are here that are going to be here you know we, we we've had we we have had to figure out this stuff you know yeah we've had to it's it's it, you know it's random. it's important i mean how do you feel about this fact that you're making this record that you've been this artist who's been support in this supportive role a lot that's like um now though you're sort of more focused on um going out front with it well how's that yeah. transition been for you uh it's it's always interesting this will be uh well i've done so 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 much again i'm an artist first my day gig is singing background vocal gigs you know what i mean there's there's always been an album there's always been a production that i'm doing an arrangement i'm doing of course um this time around it's it's different because uh because of what we were talking about that i'm i'm looking at things through a different lens there's a lot of material on this new project that is coming from before the awakening uh, a song like New Orleans, I'm, I was, I'm writing this about my own love addiction, you know, and now mm -hmm. singing it now, it's like, wow, you know, this is hopefully now it's more informative as opposed, you know, it's like I don't relate to it the same way. You know what helps a love addiction, Nikki, is, uh, is prioritizing peace over feeling. <laughs> <laughs> It all I'm comes back it. around. It, it all comes come back, back around. around. That's why I asked you that question earlier. <laughs> yeah, all right, Nikki, tell everyone where to goes. find you. Tell everyone where to find you. And thank you oh, for coming just, on. Just come check me out on Instagram, Nikki Richards One, all social media. Next month, there's going to be a barrage of webs, new website and music coming out just just be ready for for all of she's stuff. making it happen folks oh, yeah. you gotta check out nikki richards uh <laughs> nikki richards one on instagram nikki thank you for coming on it's always a pleasure to talk to oh, you and great to see you again i hope to see you soon yes keep listening to tnt ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back